Hello everyone and welcome to the In The Saddle podcast and for this episode I speak to jockey agent Adam Brooke. You join us midway in conversation about where it all started for Adam and how he began his journey to become an agent. I think I was only 19 or 18, um, unofficially sort of looked after one lad over there just out in the bush and uh, got a real taste of sort of being an agent, liked the sort of job um, and then more recently, coming back to the UK, worked for some um, trainers as a racing secretary, more recently, Mike Johnson. Yep. And always at the back of my mind, I did want to come back and be an agent. And yeah, so I got my license back in January this year, and it was going really well until obviously the lockdown and the current events. But um, yeah, it's a very good job. You're in the middle of everything, like I say, you're, you're speaking to trainers, uh, secretaries, uh, your jockeys, and then in the afternoon, you're watching sort of the results after you've done the hard work and uh, trying to form some new links and get on some fast horses. Yeah, so so you primarily based in Newmarket, and do you have um, more flat jockeys that you work with? Yeah, so I, I just re- represent flat jockeys. That's my sort of aims. Uh, I'm based a bit all over, really. I've got a sort of base in the north of England. I've got a base in the south of England. I'm one in Wales, so I'm sort of everywhere, really. Um, obviously, you can do this job remotely. I try and get out and meet a few trainers and, and meet all the clients as and when so when I can. But uh, yeah, that's that's where I'm at really. Uh, and what kind of jockeys do you work with? Do you work with some experienced ones? We interviewed uh, one of your uh, younger jockeys, Selma, on our podcast about her career so far a few weeks ago. She did indeed. Yeah, I, I listened to that. That was a good little podcast you did. Yeah, so Selma would be uh, the the youngest. Uh, rider I got on the book, she'd be uh, apprentice there that's doing very well, four winners from 20 rides, sort of a good, you know, 20% strike right there. Um, she's got plenty to learn, but she's doing well, and with a good boss, giving her plenty of chances, and she's got a great attitude, so hopefully she'll she'll progress when racing does resume. Um, yeah, so at the sort of topper end, more experience-wise, I'm very lucky that I've got Dougie Costello, obviously he's no introduction, um, Channel Festival winning and Royal Ascot winning jockey. I've got Jimmy Quinn, who's sort of won a stack of high-profile races. Um, and, you know, them two boys there at the top of the sort of uh, table for experience, they're, they're very, very, you know, valuable to have on board. And um, we get on grand. And I've got, obviously, former champion apprentice, Josephine Gordon, very successful rider, rides very well, based in Newmarket. I've just recently taken on as well Joey Haynes, based not far from Newmarket and can ride very well. And hopefully we'll have a good year with Joe. He works hard. He's a nice kid. And, uh, yeah, so so that's a new addition to the team there. Yeah, so so if you've got kind of, say, the difference being with maybe some more experienced jockeys, are they a little bit more easier to get rides for compared to someone like Selma where you're trying to maybe protect her claim, um, get a, get more experiences, whereas like someone like we were saying, like Dougie Costello, Jimmy Quinn, they're known to most of the trainers and that. Is it a bit more easier to get them rides or...? How, how, what's the difference, if that makes sense? Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, it depends what sort of training the owner, if they're looking for a pro or an apprentice, I guess, to start with, uh, or if the horse is suitable for an apprentice. But obviously, your pro riders have got more contacts and more experience and links with these people anyway, as they've pro- probably been in the game much longer. Um, and generally, they've got the routine of the regular riders um, or finding new clients who are riding out for. And yeah, your apprentices, sort of in Selma's case, for example, she's just starting out, so there's only a certain kind of horse she can ride, um, you know, at her stage in her career, but she will progress and she will 
sort of right for a, a wider range of people and horses as the time goes on. Obviously, just coming off the back of winter, it's very quiet anyway with one or two meetings. So there's very limited chances there. But yeah, generally speaking, obviously, yeah, yeah you're more experienced pros, um, are easier to get right for as such. Um, yeah. Uh, and how does it exactly work getting getting the ride? Is it just simply um, ringing up a trainer and going, "Hey, I've got a jockey here. Would you be willing to give a give them a chance?" Or, or do you, through your network of contacts that you've created over the years, you you go to your, to your jockeys, "Hey, that's actually not a bad place to maybe go and get some rides." How 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 does it work in that, in that regard? Is it yeah. just that simple? I mean, a bit a bit of what you said there. Um... I mean, generally speaking, um, the, the jockeys I represent, I think it's a bit of both. Uh, some of them have sort of the regular stables are attached in the ride for, and, and some of them are solely freelance. So you try and work around, obviously, the regular contacts and sort of regular horses they've ridden on or, or won on before. Um, obviously, locations are key, depending on where these guys are based. If they've got a chance to go uh, locally for, for two with a chance or they've got an option to go to the north for two of a chance. It's more sort of realistic or realistic to go locally if it's sort of a case of, you know, similar sort of clients that they're riding for. Uh, then you've obviously got your weight for coming to effect. Obviously certain jockeys can only ride at a certain weight. Um, and yeah, and then you've got, obviously you, you want to be on the best chances. So um, you're trying to go where the best chances are. And yeah, and obviously if they're riding out for a yard, and, and got strong links for that yard and the right winners for that yard and right for that trainer regularly and that's your sort of starting point really you build around it it's a bit like a jigsaw you know yeah and when it comes to um trying to uh, find find winners and rides for your jockeys it being an agent do you have is it really that essential to have knowledge of the form book it's one of probably the cliches i would say if not many people know the role as such you would say oh if you want to be a jockey agent you would probably have to know the form book inside out is that something you're you you're up to date with all the time yeah i mean i'd like to think i'd be sort of um fairly switched on with it, it obviously it's a big bonus to know it and it helps um but uh, at the same time you know you're you sort of you're always trying to get get on sort of you know new horses and, and better horses with chances but uh, generally speaking more shares now you sort of have your you know your, your attached riders to that yard as such and, and your spare rides obviously then it comes into a bit more of an effect um you know what's got the best chance obviously you're always looking for the best chance but yeah some knowledge of the form book's only a bonus isn't it really yeah and, and moving forward you obviously you said that it was just starting to go quite well for you this year um unfortunately now we've been in lockdown for a couple of weeks uh, how have you kept your jockeys busy are you still in touch with them are you uh, maybe getting them rides at, at stables um, to go and introduce them still? Is, is there still a bit of work to be done there? Yeah, I mean, it's obviously a much reduced sort of workload than if we'd have been the highest of the summer. Uh, but yeah, I'm trying to keep in regular contact with all of my team as much as I can. Uh, from my understanding, they're all riding out. They're all, you know, still earning a wage. There's still horses to be exercised. Did have a look at the option of overseas or one or two of the more experienced riders. Uh, obviously, Sweden's still racing, etc. But I don't know how long that's going to be for. And then so the other option was to be getting over there to stay somewhere. So, yeah, still trying to keep our foot in the door with some of the new contacts we've made. But some of the some of the trainers, 
some of the horses are not doing as much um, fast work or they might have turned a few horses out. So it's trying to, the clients are trying to keep busy and a living uh, and keep the weight in control without not doing too much, um, how do you say, it? not sort of, you're just tipping over really because we don't have an exact day to come back, do we? You know, I know there's sort of, um, there's talk of May and I hope that's true, but um, till it's all sort of confirmed, you're just sort of trying to, trying to keep busy, aren't you? Yeah. But I am in regular contact with the clients and uh, trying to keep each other positive, yeah. Uh, and moving forward in your career as a, a jockey agent, would maybe being an agent to a champion jockey be something you would like to do? If, say, if uh, Oshin Murphy or someone left his agent and said, right, Adam, I want you to be my agent and I want to be champion jockey this year, do you, would that be a challenge you would uh, relish? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, that's, that's why in this game to work with the best athletes and, and go all the way to the top, really. If I didn't want them sort of aspirations or achievements, I'd be, I'd be doing it for the wrong reasons. Um, I am getting into this to be one of the best agents in the game and, and go all the way to the top, so absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so so if if you had any tips for anyone that wanted to become an agent, what, what would your tips be? Uh, are you talking about sort of from a non-racing background? Or, or, or from a racing... Or? From a racing background, I myself have um, a few people have said to me, "I've got a good knowledge of the form, but maybe I should, I should do." It. I've, I have been to a couple of stables and spoken to some of the trainers and see like how they manage their program. But w- w- would you say that's the right way to kind of go if someone wanted to become an agent? Uh, I mean, it def- definitely helps, but absolutely, um, it's yeah, it's one of them. You've got to sort of um, be fully committed if you do decide to take that sort of um, step it's, it's, it's a very very fun job it's very full-on and um, you know sort of um, it's seven days a week really there isn't really a day off especially in the higher summer and you're putting in a lot of hours um, you have to be sort of prepared as well to start with like any new business to put five miles in and get not much back but um, yeah my advice would be if someone like yourself was to go into it get as many contacts as you can uh, know as much as you can uh, try and meet as many of the riders as you can and uh, yeah it's it's you'll find there's not stacks of young people as agents it's more sort of uh, the elderly sort of a bit older than my generation doing it there's a few of us younger lads um, so it just depends on your on your lifestyle of things really but um, yeah it's, it's I wouldn't put anyone off doing it but I just say you, you, you must be prepared for a, sort of seven days a week sacrifice everything for it you know it's not a nine to five job if you like yeah i i, I know from uh, some of the other agents i've spoken to they said uh one agent i spoke spoke to said he just did it for a year and he he just didn't like it and the fact that he was always looking up chasing spare rides for people you've got to be committed to do it would you say absolutely i mean yeah i mean you've got to be fully committed otherwise you're just wasting your time really uh I'm very lucky in the fact that I love this industry and I love this role and doing them extra hours and doing that extra work, it doesn't feel like a job to me because I absolutely love it. And this role, you're in, like I said twice now, you're in the middle of everything. So I was very poor, but I had a few riders as an amateur and I've worked in racing and I've been a racing secretary and I've done bits and bobs of all areas in the industry. But this for me is the central part and you know, it's just great, but um, yeah, you have to put a sacrifice in. You look at anyone that's successful in business or sports, it, it's, a lot of the time it's not through natural ability, it's through hard work, isn't it, really? 
Yeah, yeah. It's, the more you put in, the more you get. But um, no, that's all for um today, uh, Adam. Thanks for uh, joining us. And um, hopefully we'll be in touch again in the future. Yeah, no bothers, Chris. Uh, thanks for giving me a call and, and stay safe. And yeah, speak to you soon. Yeah, speak to you soon. For more racing podcasts, please subscribe to our SoundCloud account. And you can also follow us on Twitter using our handle at In The Saddle Pod. And we are also now available on Instagram and Facebook.